And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 150 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Hey, it's a special <laughs> occasion. We all got together to record the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm back, bitches. Welcome back. <laughs> Yay! It's been busy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. It's been crazy. It's yeah. been one month since you podcasted. Oh my god. Yeah, that was how I well, was. Well, now I'm having an existential mm. crisis. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> You're welcome. Not that I wasn't already in the middle of one. It's yeah. fine. She's like, didn't I just talk about these books? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, right. Didn't we spend as long as it takes to record an episode making show notes for the episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we did do that thing. Yeah. 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 Brian says to me while we're getting ready, I like to try to talk about these books before the show, and I know I shouldn't. I'm like, yes, Brian. We know. Yeah. It's been 150 episodes. Yeah. I, I told you I have started self-editing a little bit. <laughs> a little, a little bit. bit. So how is everybody? I'm doing all right. Yep. Pretty good this week. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Brian's good and Jen exists. Got Indeed. <laughs> that's that's the normal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Everything is fine. There's no fire around me. You're not a small cartoon dog in a burning cafe. How do you know I'm not? Well, if you are, I must be too, because I'm in the cafe with you oh, recording a podcast. Snap. Wait, we're recording in a cafe this time? Yes. Can't can't you hear the fire roaring in the background? Future editor person notes. Insert fire clip here. Yeah, not going to happen. No, nope. I didn't think so. Nope. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's as close as it gets is us saying insert yeah. fire clip here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> I did it! Yay! Insert comics discussion here. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not gonna yeah. happen. Oh, okay. Wait, that's pretty cool we've made it 150 episodes. Yeah. I'm very happy about that. Let's, let's pat ourselves on the back. Should we, should we do our celebratory shot now? Sure. Okay. Oh, snap. How unlike us to drink on the air. <laughs> Who knew? No, yeah. So we don't do guys, that. Yeah. <laughs> Glitter. Oh, did you choke on the glitter? I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very sparkly shot. Yes, it Brian is. made shots so they glitter. That's right. All Ed- Brian's shots edible are pearl vampires. Dust is the secret. Yes. It is the best secret. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until it's not. Oh, that's good stuff. I like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, comics. Meet the Scrolls, number one. Yeah. Good, good Robbie Thompson book. Good, yeah. good Robbie Thompson yeah. book. This was fun. It was. sad. It, Man, yeah. Robbie Thompson can write. I know, right? <laughs> mm. Never would have thought. Oh, wait. Totally would have thought. Oh, man. I, I love this story so far. I love this premise that, he, that he's got set up here. Which is what, Brian? Uh, so it is a deep cover scroll family uh, who is obviously, you know, blending in in the suburbs or whatever. And, like, of course... All of the members of the family are, you know, 
excellent at getting their portion of the job done and like, oh yeah, I'm influencing this person and oh, I did this and, you know, made this advancement and blah, blah, blah. And then there's one who just is probably far too human to, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be effective. Yeah. Now I didn't watch much of this show, but it felt like uh, the Americans, but scrolls. I've never seen any of these. Oh, yeah, Russian seen. spy family. Super yeah. cool. Yeah, I think I mentioned During it Cold sounds War like era. a deep cover Russian spy. Yeah. yeah. What do you think the activation phrase for a scroll family is? Mm. <laughs> Can't even say it. Um, <laughs> you guys need to watch you, you guys need to watch a certain movie before I can tell you. <sighs> scroll family assemble? That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> scroll power? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I thought scroll that would be funnier power. than it was. Uh, they play a song by Skrillex? I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Skrillex is a scroll. It all makes sense now. You know, you'd think that, but really it's Modest Mouse. Oh, no, I would yeah. think that, actually. Yeah. He wears I mean... the helmet so he doesn't have to transform. Yeah, why not? All right. Sometimes when he forgets the helmet, he transforms into the helmet. Lighting up is hard, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not hard. There have to be other races... Alien species that light up. Do you think scrolls can easily replicate bioluminescence? Hmm. I mean, I would if they can change anything. They change their their DNA. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then sure. Oh, Um, I want to be a scroll so I can bioluminesce. Then when I want to, not just like, (laughs) oh shit! I released luciferase. I want to be mildly radioactive so I can bioluminesce when I well. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. This is it where is Brian keeps do his it mouth right. No, if you, that's if you do it wrong, Alex. That's if you do it very, very wrong. Your goal is to glow, and you glow that you've done it right. No, if you it's glow and your skin thin. is peeling off, you've done it wrong. Well, maybe you just needed like a really, really deep uh, uh, uh... reason. <laughs> I was trying to come up with exfoliation. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So cleansing, the radiation. Ugh. So cleansing. Bowtie. Well, <laughs> I didn't like that joke. No. Okay. Go to bed. Stop grumbles. I, Sun's getting real low, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then, so back to the Scrolls book. Um, <laughs> and then the, their kind of boss, their handler or whatever, comes in and expresses concern about this member of the family yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's always an alice there's always an alice and you can get anything you want at alice's restaurant except an alice mm. well, if, if you don't think so you can go ask alice yeah, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> one person out there will Nerds. get that reference and enjoy it and to that person i say dad why are you listening to this podcast <laughs> i told you not to <laughs> All right. I, I, I gotta say, I did like the the one thing. So there was one of the daughters. She's sitting at the table with her phone, and they're like, "We told you not at the table." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Fine," because of course she thinks it's the phone, and she transforms to her scroll face, yeah. to her scroll form, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, oh, oh! You mean no transforming?" Yeah, yeah. I I do love how the whole time it's implied that this that the younger daughter is the one who is having issues, uh, being too human. But the older daughter is the one who wants to be in human form all the time. Yes. And be like full Regina George. Oh, yeah. She's oh, such a Regina. Totally. 
And I, we should probably mention, apparently there was a middle daughter who is no longer with them. I thought it was a baby daughter. Was it? Yeah. Maybe so. She was younger. I and thought the she had to be older than in Alice. In the picture, she looked little. Oh, no, she, she does, does look, look younger. No, pictures. she looks younger than Alice. Yeah. She okay. does. I, I think I read it the way I did because they're like, well, Alice was born here and is taken to humans and is too soft because yeah. of that. Well, and, and it's like, you know, I'll never be her. I'll never live up to what she was, which yeah. is a good warrior, apparently. And normally you think of someone older when it comes to that. Yeah. Not but... a middle child. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a baby. <laughs> a baby daughter. Yeah. But anyway, good. Yeah. Well, yeah. This is going to be a good story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go to the X-Men corner. Have fun, fellas. I like hearing you guys talk about Scott Summers. Yeah. Alex, are you putting mutants in a corner? Nobody puts mutants in a corner, except Scott Summers. Except Scott Summers. He's pretty good at that, actually. Yeah. His brother yells at him for it in this issue. Actually, he does. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But you know who else is in this issue? We'll go, we'll go with Uncanny. Wolverine, Madrix, Dark Beast, Magic. magic. <laughs> do you believe in Magic? I do in believe girl's in heart? Magic. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I went to a weird place. Well, it's Alex. <laughs> it's Alex. I know it's been a minute since you've done this. I know, I know. I'm, I'm so. I'm... You're re- you're readjusting again. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Everything old is new again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is very good. And if Brian's quote of the week weren't for something else, I would expect it to be from this. Because there is a great bit where where basically Wolverine's like, no, we, there's. Cyclops has made a list, a list of threats, mm-hmm. and essentially he says, okay, look, there aren't going to be any more, any more mutants, the rest are gone, the one thing we can do is show the world how we wanted to live, and eliminate all these threats. Like, hmm. like even, even if we, mutants, end up going out, right? Yeah. Like, let's it, show them what we were about. Right. And... Wolverine's like, okay, so we're going to kill him. <laughs> Cyclops looks like, no, when your hands are knives, everything looks like a hit list. Wolverine gets in a, a great, uh, uh, yeah, well, when you look at the world through rose-colored glasses, <laughs> how long have you been waiting to use that one? Like, literally yeah, 50 years. A while. A while. Yeah. yeah, really a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, Matthew Rosenberg. Yeah. yeah. It made me happy. Um... And then we get more Dark Beast of this. And I enjoy Dark Beast. Mm-hmm. I, like, like I love Beast. I love all flavors of Beast, but <laughs> Dark it, Beast is... As if Dark Beast is fun. not enough and Magic is not enough, we also get Jamie Madrix. Nice. Yeah. Jamie Alex, Madrix. my favorite flavor of Beast, by the way, is just beef. beast. Uh, I was going to say Roast Beast. Yes, Roast Beast. Roast mm-hmm. Beast is a dish I don't like in the least. <laughs> or a feast I don't like in who the least. Who are you? Yes. Who, 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 who? <laughs> Dorks. I'm sorry. All who right. let that owl in here? Um, <laughs> All right, I derailed this enough. Yeah. Uh, Are you asking who let the owls out? <laughs> that would be me, by the way. Yeah. Also, then I would duck and cover because they have big, long talons. Yeah, but owls welded in as well. Um, <laughs> it's one of those, fellas. <laughs> it's our 150th episode. <laughs> it's got to be it, the most one of those. And we I started with shots. <laughs> called it earlier, our Sasquatch Centennial. <laughs> Sorry, our Sasquatch Sentinel. There we Sasquatch go. Sasquatch Sentinel. Sentinel. Yeah. Jesus. Which is also what you get if you model a mutant killing robot off of an Alpha Flight member. That's exactly right. Mm. Yeah. I thought you said muddle at first, and I was like, wait, this is turning into a really weird drink. 
Because, of course, my brain went to alcohol. Of don't, I don't have a problem. It's fine. No, to self-develop recipe though. for the Sasquatch Sentinel cocktail. <laughs> Speaking of muddling, well, you got to be uh, Canadian whiskey. Sorry. Dark Beast kind of has a new form in this. He does. I was also going to point out, Matthew Rosenberg cannot stop beating up on multiple men. <laughs> I love like, it. Every time JB shows up, it's worse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I need more of that book. It was so yeah. good. I mean, it's it's just keep reading Uncanny. Yeah, okay. uh, like right. Uncanny X Men is the best X Men I have read in a long, long time, in my yeah. opinion. Like I'm, I am loving this series. All right, I got a lot to get caught up on then. Yeah, but you can do it. Yep. It's all oh, on yeah. Comicsology. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. But yes, Dark Beast is now top half. Well, head, head original flavor. Mm-hmm. Evil Hank McCoy. Uh, chest original. No, the chest is robot because he said they saved the head and put it on a new body. Oh mm. yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Chest is chest for this remains more humanoid, but he can at will turn bottom half into. Uh, well, yeah. you know, in Wild Wait, Wild what? West, cybernetic driver. In Wild Wild West, the he... big spider. Oh no, he's like bottom half robot spider, yeah. top half horned beast. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's if, terrifying. If, if you know the Underdark and Loth from D anD D, he is definitely he's like a cybernetic grinder, is what he is. Mm. Well, <laughs> oh by the way, and he's got uh uh Doc Ock arms. What uh, on his from his back? Okay. Uh, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. Because if if evolution is great, <laughs> I got it, and technology is great. You can combine these two great flavors into an even better flavor. You, <laughs> Is that what she appreciates about me? God. That's this whole thing now. Like, you can control technological evolution, and that makes it even better. Said every psychopath ever. <laughs> oh, I'm Dark sorry, Beast you is met No, Dark yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah, no. No, I know. Yeah. And by the way, I hope the answer to that is no, you haven't met no. Dark Beast. <laughs> <laughs> well. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of Beast's dark side. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Age of X-Men Prisoner X number Prisoner one. X. Yeah, because uh, this is kind of a dark-sided beast in this one as well. Um, so this is the... Um, I, I, I've talked already about... Go listen to past episodes if you want to hear kind of what the setup of all of these are. This is the one about the the renegades of this society who they can't seem to reform. And so they put them in prison. And by the way, the prison is the danger room. Mm. And these so. are the people who want to do the sex. Well, it's not. I mean, yes, that's part of it. They okay. want to form relationships. Okay. Whether it's sexual or friendship or whatever. Right. right? right. Yeah. Um, personal. Nobody bonding. cares about the rest. It's just boning. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> who was it? It was it was Sean McGuire uh, who wrote the Amazing Nightcrawler. Is writing the Amazing Nightcrawler yes. series. Was tweeting the other day about how it is a it is a reality that any time you have one of these offset realities that you know is going to be short lived, mm-hmm. you'll have the people who are trying to write the serious main story, and then everyone writing tie-ins just wants to get to how horny and everyone. Is <laughs> well, yeah, because they know what we with it's not normal, right? Yes, they know what we want. She's like they know we thirsty. She was like Zach Thompson and Lottie Dadler. You guys are doing great work, but. We get to make people thirsty, and that makes us happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. So uh, they do. They do very much the um, the prison thing, where there are different groups within the prison, right? mm-hmm. different 
clicks. Um, and Beast very clearly controls one of them. <laughs> and it like he's like almost like Hulk huge. He's like super, super big in this and uh, not happy. And <laughs> would you like to guess who his favorite um, member of his clique is that he very much protects? Like he doesn't want anyone even talking to them. It's Gabby. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh right. yeah. That's adorable. Oh, but she's a bitch in this. Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, acceptable. Yes. And yeah. now I need like I need something that's like in blue beast fur letters that says prison daddy. <laughs> and now we have that merch store now. Oh shit. Prison. Hey Brian, did you know we have a merch store now? I hey, we have a merch store now. Yes. So we need, I don't know if we told you so, or not. Someone told me at some point. I we need Blue know. Beast for prison daddy shirts now. Yeah. That's... <laughs> that, that sends a very weird message, though. Maybe, it, maybe though? we don't. <laughs> we, we just make it part of a line of shirts that send uncomfortable messages. We have a Blue, yeah. furry, be- a blue furry Beast prison daddy shirt and a nice flesh-colored smooth boy shirt. We're going to have a lot of smooth boy shirts. Smooth, yeah. boy. smooth boy in different letters. Yeah. I agree with that one. Based on who it's for. Like, because now we need a Silver Surfer Smooth Boy shirt, yeah. by the way. Yes. We'll talk about that in a minute. We will. <laughs> All right. It's being pulling this back in. Yes, sorry. It's reeling this back in. Um, so Brian's having to do that. I'm the bad, I know. super bad one this week. Well, you've week. got a month's worth of tangents <laughs> just do. screaming. Yeah, so. you do. Screaming, yes. You're so, not wrong. Uh, Luca, Lucas Bishop uh, gets thrown. Bishop you want to know my secret cap? I'm always digressing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, we, we follow him. This is kind of his story. So this is him coming into the prison and, and his introduction to... Kind of the society within the walls, etc. I'd also like to call attention to the fact that Brian just referred to Bishop by his first and last name, <laughs> which is, I think, the first time anyone talking about Bishop has ever done. <laughs> ever. Ever. Because if I just said Bishop, you wouldn't know who I was talking about in an X-Man book, right? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> you were good, good. crystal clear. Yeah. <laughs> I had questions, and then you said his full name. Oh, good. So. I'm, glad, I'm glad I was able to resolve that. Yeah. Before I had questions. It's so he is having flashes of... Wally is... West or Barry Allen? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, Jay Garrick, thank you. Oh. <laughs> okay. OG. Mm. But he wasn't too impulsive. It wasn't Bart. No. Okay. No. Jesus. No, that, Nerds. that was Young Justice. Yeah. Dorks. <laughs> um, Kettle. Wow. <laughs> Pot. He is having flashes of what is clearly the life outside of this Age of X-Men world. Like everything that happened before. Mm -hmm. Um, And it turns out he's not the only one. Mm -hmm. And that's probably why these are the people that are in prison. Is because they're having trouble keeping this reality. Keeping what is real from before from creeping into this new reality. Bum, bum, um, bum. Like Danny is remembering her, she's having flashes of her as a Valkyrie, right? <clears throat> and Lorna is apparently like almost comatose because she's having all these memories and etc. Hmm. Um, so yeah, and I, I think I get the feeling Beast and Gabby are not having trouble with accepting the new reality. They're fully assimilated, but, but they're. They're just super violent. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because so, right. Gabby has never had Laura to show her there's a better Ooh. way. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's where this is. So this is actually, this one's actually far more interesting than I, at 
first glance thought it was going to be. This well, is going to be, good, I think, be, I think this is going to be one of the good ones. Which, I mean, I've actually enjoyed all of them so far. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Second to maybe what's coming out next week. This this has possibly the most potential for me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that later when we, we talk will. about next week's books. For now, The Immortal Hulk, number 14. I was not expecting this issue. Um, so, the end of last issue, I don't think it's spoilers at this point. We, you've had yeah. it for, you know, a couple weeks now. Um, <clears throat> he reaches out to um, Betty, who is still technically his wife. Oh. oh. Yeah, Betty Ross. Oh. I mean, death did do them part. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. But, so legally, I guess... I don't. God, I, I <laughs> don't even knows? want to guess how what, the fuck that works. Yeah, what happens? Yeah. I, they would have a in this universe where that happens so fucking much. They would have some kind of legal. Yeah, like if you're a statue, lawyer, like statue. Tweet, tweet, and tell us how the fuck that would work. Has that ever been in a? Hmm, like now it, I need to finish. It shield. literally, it literally has to have happened in real life at some point where someone has been assumed dead, right? But not like actually. He was actually dead yeah, though. That's, that's the difference. Different. Yeah. I need like I need to finish reading Dan Slott's Shield because I feel like that's the kind of thing he'd have done there. I know mm-hmm. Charles Soule didn't do that in his run. Yeah, but you have to think legally that the assumed dead and the being dead and coming back it would be treated. I, I'm guessing similarly though, right? But then you have okay. Now I need if that's the case, I need to see the arc where like some superhero is unhappy in their marriage and commit suicide knowing they'll be brought back to life eventually. <laughs> oh my god, that, does that not sound like a Tom oh. King or something story? That sounds no. like the opposite of a Tom no. King story. Oh, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Um, but oh. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely... And you know what? I, I, I was As we were talking about it, I'm second-guessing myself because... Yeah, theoretically, you know, at if you view marriage as a contract, right? Mm-hmm. At the point that they die, the contract is broken. So when they come back, that contract is not in force anymore. No. Yeah. I, okay, whatever. Anyway, regardless. <laughs> God, but what a But does tangent. a prenup still stand? Um, well, I, it would take effect as soon as the marriage is dissolved. Right. Do, you think yeah. there are, do you think there are... Uh, uh, reincarnation clauses and prenups. There could be. There have to be in this like, in, like in, in the this universe, universe where this fuck shit yeah, there is. Yeah. In the event that Tony Stark dies and comes back as an AI, <laughs> in any form, in any form, <laughs> in any form, in any form. Whoever I don't know. Let's say let's say yes. There's like clauses like if he's a if he's a good person, then he gets this. If he's well, evil, then he doesn't get access to this. <laughs> No. To be determined by a legal panel of... <laughs> to be determined by Pepper Pops. Pepper Pops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's going to be up to Pepper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can see all of them. Oh, my God. There are like ten times the number of lawyers in the bar- in, in a superhero universe as there are in... There have to be. There have to hey, be. Hey, uh, TM, 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 TM. <laughs> Marvel or DC, get at us for like, this good, like, good It's good like flavor. Wrecking Crew. Right, the people who come in and clean up after all the superhero yeah. messes, except it's like the legal team, the legal who crew, the, yeah, who specialize in like the retainer. Who was uh, they, oh, they just call themselves habeas corpus. Well, they're, oh my God, that is like <laughs> that—that's the name of the title of this miniseries right yeah. there, habeas corpus. They're, uh the lawyer that came in in Great Lakes Adventures. To like yeah. work through all their <laughs> stuff, like like she's definitely on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
She uh, might be running the team by Jennifer, now. Well, Jennifer that. Summers, uh, right? Uh, she Hope. Walters. Well, Jennifer, oh, I don't know why. Jennifer Summers. Oh, God. No. no that's I, a... <laughs> listen, I like Scott Summers. I literally never want why to see this happen Jennifer ever. Summers? I don't know. Oh, Bionic Woman. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. There's my mind. <laughs> um, it's good. Now I don't have to sing the Pixie song. <laughs> Uh, God, I don't even know where the fuck I was. Oh, Immortal Hulk. Immortal that's Hulk. Let's, let's just go back to that. God. You brought it back around. I I'm did. proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so Bruce has reached, at the very end of the last issue, reached out to Betty. This opens with apparently what has spun out of Captain America, uh, which I am not reading currently. Um, but Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross has been killed. Mm. He and did. Yeah, and he this did. this issue, like the first three fourths of it, is his funeral, and specifically, it's Betty at his funeral, and you get the feeling that she is very upset about what's going on, mm-hmm. and you really believe it's about what's going on at the funeral, right? Um, like Tony Stark comes to speak at it, mm-hmm. and she and you see a lot of her co- internal yeah. comments, kind of thing. like the first page is an accounting of all of General Ross's various tombstones from all the times he's died, <laughs> yeah. and which ones are still standing and which ones were removed when he came back to life other times. Right. <laughs> see, and, they have these questions too. Yeah, yeah, and so you get this whole pent up that she's angry about what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she leaves and goes to meet. Bruce at a cat, what is apparently a cabin that her family owns. Um, and a cabin is it apparently a cabin or is it really a it cabin? It really is a cabin. Okay. Yeah. I um, thought things were about to get fucking wild. And they, and they are. It looks like a cabin, but really it's a man. <laughs> and they're cabin man. Cabin man. Well, cabin boy. No, no. Cabin boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to. Wow. TM, 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 TM. I was going to say it's a real cabin, but it's doorman as the front door. <laughs> He's Danny the Street's imaginary friend. Yeah. <laughs> cabin boy. Well, that's. His sidekick. That's fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> that's got some weird connotation with it. Let's not. <laughs> what? <laughs> Is Chris Elliott involved in this in any way? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately. Wow. <laughs> so she is tracked back to the cabin where she meets Bruce. And, of course, an assassin shows up and a whole bunch of stuff happens. But the point of this is... That's my favorite way to sum up a comic. A bunch of stuff happens. Uh, well, <laughs> like, I don't want to really, go through say that about all most of the of details. Yeah. But... The person that's sent to kill them is very, very upset because Hulk killed like a bunch of his teammates earlier. Mm-hmm. And so he is at a point where he can't determine the difference between it with thermal imaging if it's Bruce or if it's Betty. Right. And he gets the command stand down. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we're not going to shoot her. Da, da, da. And he doesn't listen. Yep. Emotions. Yep. So you mm-hmm. can guess what happens. Oh, no. Oh no! But what Hulk happens? Smash! What after happens? That. What happens at night in this book? Hulk. Right. Yeah. It's night when he makes the shot. By the way, Hulk's rise at night. <gasps> yeah. So literally, you've had all this internal monologue this whole time, but the only thing she has actually said out loud during the whole comic is "hmm, <gasps> hmm." <gasps> so you can tell she's angry about what's going on, and 
her eyes start glowing red. Oh, shit. And that's the last you see of her. And then, I won't tell you who shows up at the very, very end, but, um, yeah, like, this is going to be so good. I cannot wait for this next art. Look, for real, though, Al Ewing does not get the love that Al Ewing deserves. Oh, my God. This is going to be a fan-fucking-tastic story. Yep. All right. Domino Hot Shots, number one. This book's so, so good. I love all these girls. (laughs) Yes. Well, no, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. no, I like them all. Yeah. This is, like, my favorite first issue of a Domino arc since the first issue of the Domino series. (laughs) I love this a lot. Yeah. I love her fangirl over fucking Natasha Romanoff. Yeah. She's just like, oh, yes. I, wait, I know who you are. <laughs> Shh, please. No, not here. Calm down. <laughs> so I think we should set this up a little bit. Yeah. So what happens is. So here's what happens. I'm not, not like that. What um, happened was. A new team gets put together to go after this specific thing. But I think you need to know who's on this team. And it's Domino who is leading it. <laughs> even though not not Black Widow, not even though Black Widow is on this team and White Fox is on this team, yeah, <laughs> right? that's specifically why neither of them is leading it. Which is fact. right. Which is and then similar to that Atlas Bear, who is a the daughter of a Dory Milaje, yeah, yeah, Dory Milaje, Dory Milaje, here right, uh, uh, is also on the team. So you have these three like country associated people mm-hmm. who. Which is why Domino is the lead, even though, like like you said, she totally fangirls over Black Widow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she, of course, has brought along Outlaw and Diamondback. Yeah. So that's who makes up this team. Yeah. And it is fantastic. Yeah. An alien artifact has crashed down on a research team, and like they're trying to get it to destroy it so that no global power can have it. Mm-hmm. Right. But really, all of them want it for their global powers. Yeah, yes, of course. Except yeah. our three girls. Because Mad respect. All of them want to pretend that the Cold War is still over. Well, to be specific, except for one of them, the other two are just like, yeah, we're supporting our girl. Yeah. <laughs> they don't yeah. care. Yeah. Diamondback and, and uh, Outlaw don't care. They no. just, yeah, yeah. Fucking Outlaw. <laughs> Outlaw is great. That's that's my girl right there. Mm-hmm. I feel like she and I could be best, best friends. And uh, who shows up at the end to spoil their fun? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be. It's going to be brutal for him. <laughs> God, not as brutal as what happened in his own book this week. Good oh, lord. Shit. But yeah. Poor Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, it's Deadpool. <laughs> it's Gail Simone writing Deadpool again. Love it. And of Love course he it. makes his he makes his own why reference to Outlaw and him. <laughs> Sorry, that was me adjusting. Oh, I thought chair. it was a dog. I no, was I like, what the fuck? Like, Are you chewing on the table now? <laughs> yes. Nope. Yes, he is. <sighs> yeah. No, I don't know what else to say about this book. It's so fucking it's good so and so good. fucking funny. And it has so many good moments of like, oh, that's it, a person. It, it, and it, it reads, I mean, obviously it's still Gail Simone. It's still the same team, right? Mm-hmm. It, it reads just kind of like the next arc of Domino. Mm-hmm. Um, but like adding in these three new people just brings it to another level, I think. Four. Oh, you're right. <laughs> and Gil Simone did talk recently on Twitter about the future of Domino. Yeah. Basically, she was contracted for like two or three issues. That's really all DC thought it was going to do. Marvel. 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 That's really all Marvel thought it was going to do. <laughs> Redacted. 
Um, sorry, I'm already thinking about Jenna's conspiracy corner stuff oh. for later. Oh. Um, oh my god, who from the DC universe could join her? Uh, Harley. Duh. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Although she'd probably killed her. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> um, team, 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 team. The long and short of it is, as long as this sells and things continue selling, she'll get to keep doing more. Good. Everybody domino. keep buying Domino. God dang it. They're basically just I like need you to. Taking yeah. it an arc at a time to see when the bottom falls out. Yeah. I Guys, mean, yeah, I, they're, they're not losing money on it. It's so. really, really good. It, yeah. I'm like, yes. And if you didn't read the Domino ongoing, you can jump right in at the beginning of this. And oh, I, yeah, you're not missing mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Well, you are, but not context to it. Not this. no, yeah. I'm in relation you're, to this, story. you're missing so so yes. much, including a good good puppy. Yes, but right. which is mentioned in this book. Yes. <laughs> you smell my doggy? Oh my god, the cemetery cats! <laughs> I was like, yep, yep. There's the me moment. Yeah. <laughs> Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys the destroys Marvel history number one. Let's take a moment and just like really think about how much we appreciate Cosmic Ghost Rider in general. Yes. And then, oh my fucking God, this book. <laughs> I love it. I love that he is the catalyst for all these moments in Marvel history. So here is my question for you. Yeah. The setup for this is basically he gives like a one page recap of his story. He's like, yeah, now I can't time travel. I've been messing some stuff up. Whoops. And then he goes to his house, like, the day before his family dies. And he poses as his own uncle. And he spins, basically, this issue telling his son, Oh, I'm a superhero, and here's all the stuff I've been up to. Do you think what he's telling him he has actually done in the time that he's been hanging out on Earth again? Or do you think he's making it up? Oh, I think he is embellishing, but I think he has definitely done most of this. I agree. In some form or other. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He like, doesn't give a fuck. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants and mess any, anything up. So much of this issue is like him uh, interloping in the Fantastic Four's history. God, it's Down so to good. like, maybe he's the cause of them getting their powers. And they think he got his powers through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Very briefly, they acted as the Fantastic Five. <laughs> um. He basically claims responsibility for calling off Galactus the first time Galactus takes Earth. (laughs) Um, And then setting up, like, all kinds of intergalactic grief with Galactus. So, but in the process of taking credit for keeping Galactus away from Earth, he also takes the credit for sticking him on the scrolls. Yes. (laughs) It's kind of good and bad there. A lot of moral ambiguity going on. And really, in, in, in a ghost, no. in, in a Frank Castle ghostwriter yeah. book. No. And then, like, he gets into the new Fantastic Four stuff when Johnny Blaze was on the team. And, like, there's a scene of him being like, hey, I went on this team. Trade places with me. And then just taking his place. And he's actually really the ghostwriter on the whole time. <laughs> and no one notices it's Peter who's like, are we not going to talk about the fact that this is a different ghostwriter? a completely different dude. <laughs> really? No? Shut up and do your job. My favorite part of this is the way that in in the retelling Reed like tries to pass off oh no I definitely wasn't really sexually attracted Oh my to god you know you guys know I was, I was just definitely. pretending to be in love with yeah, her right I was just, I was just going with it, <laughs> Yeah right? that's fine but you're going to have to convince your wife of that I didn't actually think she was way hotter <laughs> Oh that was so good Oh so but is, oh my so god is, I had a rage moment a, though Is this a canon 
look at things, or is this just like a farce? Well, it is ambiguous yeah. whether or not. I mean, like, like, like they're not ever going to say one way or the other type thing. I but, doubt they yeah. ever say Unless he starts showing up in other books. <laughs> yeah. I mean. I mean, if the next time they decide to retell the Fantastic Four's origin, they're the Fantastic Five, then yes, this was completely canonical. Yeah, right. No, I get that, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. This is not what's going to establish it as canon. Though. No. Yeah. Well, unlike. This does end with Uatu showing up to scream at him, so... Yeah. Oh, because that's never happened before. No, it happens several times in this book, actually. Yeah. Like, so much... Like, kind of the core exchange throughout this is, like, Frank and Uatu. Yeah. <laughs> like, he says he doesn't interfere, but he does a lot. And usually <laughs> using me. Right. That was very good. Yeah. When, when the Fantastic Four... Oops. Got their powers, and they touch down, and, and Sue Storm is like, I think I'm turning invisible. And Ben Grimm says, no, was it Ben or was it Johnny? I think it was Ben. He says, oh, I didn't think that happened to women until they turned 30. (laughs) Fuck you, bud. I bet that's Paul Shear. I bet that's totally Paul Shear. Yeah. I mean, he's the one writing this. I thought there were two writers. I thought it was just one. (laughs) Holy shit. Let's check it. Let's go to the recap. Go, go, gadget, comicsology. Wow. I'm not even going to go with the joke that I was going to make. You probably shouldn't. Let's just say you probably shouldn't. No, Brian, go for it. Oh, you're right. There were two. I was going to look at Alex and say, who said that? Nick Giovanetti. Okay. But you're right. I'm sure that was Paul Shear. And if it wasn't, mea culpa. I only say that because you know that's not what I mean. Mm. So yeah, good, good book. This is a good, good book. Oh, it's so funny. The cover for the next one is him picking Peter Parker's costume up out of the trash can. <laughs> I just, oh. I know this this won't actually achieve anything, but Brian, you really don't have to have read anything with Cosmic Ghost Rider to start on this one. You really don't. You don't. Also, you will adore Little Baby Francis. Oh, Little Baby Francis is the best. In general, the kids in this are the best. Yeah, yeah. But this is gonna this is gonna backfire so fucking hard, right? Also, Fredo, just Fredo. That's asking to be killed, I'm Uncle Fredo. <laughs> that's asking to be killed. Frank's going to show up and be like, I don't have an Uncle Fredo. Blah, 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 blah. Speaking of asking to be killed. The Wicked of the Divide, number 42. It's <laughs> funny. You should sit with Brian? Yes. B- Brian? Mm-hmm. Is fucking on. Like, I, I, I've said this for the last two issues that it hasn't slowed down. Like, I did not think it could pick up this much more speed. But good God, this is, this is like coming into the station at... As fast as this train will go. Mm-hmm. When you say it's on, would you say it's on in a manner resembling a large ape who likes Donkey to throw Kong? Barrels, yeah. at, barrels at plumbers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, and I, 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 you didn't hear what I said about it last. Because Jen doesn't listen to the podcast. Not when I haven't caught up. <laughs> right. No, I get it. Um, but I talked about how... Like, you've kind of, like, about four or five issues ago, you kind of felt like you saw where this playing field was going to be. Like, what the setup, what the side, people were moving to certain sides, mm-hmm. and where things were going to fall out for what came up to be the conclusion. Mm-hmm. But, like, every issue, some shit has changed about yep. that. Like, like, it is the most unstable field of... Dreams? Like, layout of, of what's going, landscape is what I was looking for. The um, earth is falling out beneath everybody's feet. Oh, my God. Sometimes literally. Yeah. And, like, 
Does the sky come tumbling down? Like tumbling somebody, down? somebody you think yeah. is going to be an important part is just suddenly no longer there. But oh, look, here's somebody else. Yeah. It's just like life. What the fuck? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But you know who my favorite still is? You know who my favorite character still is? Lucy? No. Amaterasu. Laura. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, mm. I want to apologize if we have at all said on this show that you don't need to read. Oh. I don't think we have. The other maybe, books. The, maybe one the of specials. them. Maybe one or two of them we have. Yeah. Because there's a couple that don't have as much impact. Yeah. There's a couple that... Well, that we know of yet, apparently. Oh, right, yeah. Very true. <laughs> Every single last bit is being tied in. So, specifically oh. the last two reincarnation one-shots? Yeah. The, what, 19... Uh, God, I can't remember what they are now. 1918 or whatever it is. Or 1923. Maybe it's 1923. Okay, yeah. And whatever the two immediately previous reincarnation one-shots were. Right. You must go read those. <laughs> this is not optional reading anymore. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have stated this before. If he can land this, if, if he can stick this landing, this may be, well be one of my favorite runs of comics of all time. It's so, so good. Yeah. Like, please start reading trades of this now if you have not availed yourself of this. Mm-hmm. Speaking of high concept image books that are coming close to their end, <gasps> Paper Girls number twenty six. Yeah, you know what I said about this issue. E- Let me take a wild guess. <laughs> Go for even it, though you said it to us. Yeah, it's still very good, but you still don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We're like we're like four issues or some something from the end here. And <laughs> okay, but we actually do. We do get some answers here. We, we do. got some I, like, answers. I, in the I last know start. more of what's going on, but it's not enough. Like, okay, <laughs> we at this point kind of know, yeah, what the where the lines are drawn in this big time war that's going on. Yes, we know who is fighting against grandfather and company. Mm-hmm. We know to what end. We know their goals. The only thing we really, really don't know is how the girls from the point in time that we know them as the protagonists of this Mm -hmm. play into their role in what's going on correct in the far future okay like clearly they are critically important somehow but we don't know how we know everything but why they're important and why is the biggest part of the story Uh uh-huh uh, did you notice the kind of dream sequence message in this and how very, very specifically it paralleled the dream sequence at the very beginning of number one? Mm-hmm. I loved that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was I excellent. Did too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was almost. I didn't pull out number one to compare panel to panel, but like beat for beat. Right. Yeah. Clearly, like, it, clearly if, it was. If, even if that's the distinction, like beat for beat, yeah. it was almost identical, but completely recontextualized. I love how so in specifically at the end of last issue, the girls all get thrown into different times. Yes, and this is each of them in their perspective where they got thrown. And I love how different and kind of personally meaningful each of them. Yeah, ended up. You want to know what's fun, by the way? What? So the last issue of this came out while I was still like in the process of moving. So I hadn't read it. <gasps> I read it 
and this issue and this together. one together. Oh, I bet that yeah. was good. I actually kind of. I think this may I, be why I feel like I know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I do. I will say that as well. If you are reading each one of these individually as a floppy, I think you're. I, I definitely think there's a lot being lost in the nuance and subtlety yeah. of a lot of things that you're probably not keeping up with. Yeah, like I really look forward to once this is over, just yeah. kind of rereading everything together. Uh, it, it is. It is definitely one of and i don't do this a lot because i don't have enough time i i have trouble keeping up as it is Mm -hmm. but this is definitely one i want to invest the time and go back and reread the whole thing yeah die number four Mm. damn not karen gillen um it's almost like like he can write a comic he he really has that means that man has touched something with this book in me i i love this so much not that oh I talked about this last time. Oh. Like it, 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 it's like po- good poetry. It peels my soul. I love it. <laughs> um, and this is the this is the fantasy role playing game. This is the bar scene. This is yeah. the tavern, right? That is in every fucking yeah. <laughs> RPG role playing game pen and paper that you do. Everybody has a tavern scene. Indeed, this, this is it, and it's good. It's regrouping before the mission. Yep. Um, yeah, I love, and I love that Soul is railroading them. They're like, God uh-huh. damn it. Yes. He always does this. <laughs> yeah. It almost felt like they were a group again. It's, well, yeah, because they're like, okay, we need to get here. Can you help us figure out what the best way to do that is? Right. Mm-hmm. And they come back and they're like, oh, yeah, we re- figured out there's really no way to do it except for possibly one way. You and, go on this quest like, for some every, keys. As soon as he oh, says, God. But, but there may possibly be one way. Every single one of them is like, God damn it, not this again. Yeah. Although Ash is like, <laughs> I stopped listening after yeah. that. I, I don't even care. I know what I have to do. Fine. Yeah. Fuck it. And of course, it's like, oh, yeah, there's this quest for these three items at the bottom of these three dungeons which right. each entails 12 trials and blah blah blah, 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 blah. it's like god damn it <laughs> yeah um and then we we get something i wasn't expecting too so uh, oh god what's her name what's the sister's name don't look at me I'm it's not isabel isabel is the uh b- 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 the god person damn it. what is it called god so when i something. was something in like kindergarten for a second grade somewhere there, early Angela. elementary school. Angela. They had a school talent show, and one year I did a comedy routine, and I told this joke, knock, knock. Who's there? Isabel. Isabel who? Isabel really necessary on a bicycle. I killed. Let me tell did you, you, I killed. Well, I had some very topical Power Rangers jokes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How old were you? Uh, do five, six, or seven. Wait, wait, wait. Um, do topical Power Rangers fucking... joke irritate the skin? No, but you did have to apply directly to forehead. Okay. <laughs> I took mm. them head on. Did a little prop comedy. Had an act being all, all of that. I bet that was fucking adorable. Yeah. Did you yeah. tell them about the Christmas tree incident? I didn't, but you know what? <laughs> please. This please exists on videotape help. somewhere in my parents' house. <gasps> no way. Oh, I still have the videotape of me in elementary school singing Jody Messina songs. Oh, my word. I had better things to do. That's yes, you told jokes. That's way I am, better. I am, I am so <laughs> I, I am so happy. Reference. I am so happy that videotape video recorders did not exist when I was in elementary school. You fucking lucky. Yeah. No. Oh, my father to this day is mad at me for destroying one tape that was super embarrassing even to me as like a small child that he thought would have like swept America's funniest home video. It would not have. 
it was there was no like Pratt fall or anything in it. He just thought it was cute. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, no. He, oh, he was dadding. He was dadding. He was dadding so hard. Like, it well, was I'd be me. mad at you for destroying it too. But well, but if there, I would just like keep it locked in a safe. If, if there not, were any, if he had not talked about sending it to be like broadcast, yeah. Then no. it would have been different. Yeah, no. No, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. So Angela talks about how she's the one that has uh, all of these powers that are that are, have been gifted to her. Yeah. That she can use. But every day she has to pay what's called true gold. Fair gold. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Fair gold. Troll toll. Yeah. Yes. You got to pay the troll toll. <laughs> you got to pay the troll toll. Um, for to keep them, a, a, to keep being able to have them active, right? And yeah. And to be able to use them. And she's like, there's one ability I haven't used yet because... If I don't have the ability to pay the the, the cost, it's going to break my heart that I can't use this again or lose this again, right? Yeah. And she, well, it's that she has to do it every day, right? That's what I'm saying. She has to pay this this every day, and she has to see it end right. every day. Yeah, oh. every day a little. So somebody, so one of, one of the dwarves that they're drinking with gives her some fair gold, mm-hmm. and so she activates it, and it's summoning a a cybernetic dog it's a good good puppers it's her best pupper friend she has to watch him die every day i was like no she's talking like everybody's talking about their families and all this other stuff and she starts and what triggers it is that they start sort of probing ash to figure out i'm glad you said ash (laughs) (laughs) just wait just you to, wait. <laughs> they start probing Ash to figure out what's up with yeah. his and in this world her sexuality. Yeah. Because they're like, well, when you were a guy in the real world, you never showed any interest. But now when we're in this world, you all you're all about right. is ball well, gowns and fellas. So what's up? Yeah. So if you don't know, Ash is, a, is male in mm-hmm. the, quote, real world, but right. is a female character in this world. Yeah. Yeah. And is... Het in both circumstances, yeah. apparently. Yeah. You know what this explains? This yeah. explains, because I only read the first issue, this explains why we were using different pronouns when we were talking Correct. about this Correct. Yes. 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 Gotcha. Yes. Did not realize that. Yeah. He in the real world and she in... Cool. Yes. And, and die. die. Yeah. It, it's it's a really interesting approach to this, I think. Like, yeah. yeah. And, like, it really... Like there, there's a there is a question there. We don't there, know. Right? We don't know that he's hetero in the real world. We don't we know. Don't, we, we know don't. that he has a wife. We, I say that in perception of what his friends have seen of him. Right. How's that. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't know what his orientation actually is. Right. In the real world. Um. And but, he. And but there's definitely a question there. And like, yeah, certainly. Because here's the thing. Like. Often I role when I role play in games. Uh-huh. I often role play female characters. Right. I I like to play dudes. Yeah. All the time. And but I'm I'm a little less uh, selective. N- non queer. <laughs> less... <than> <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is I I'm, I I like I've actually played both characters in, but like that doesn't affect my belief or sexuality in. So like if you go if you actually went into this world, yeah. Why wouldn't you become this character yeah. that has that is whatever their orientation is? Yeah. Anyway, I just think it's interesting. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it doesn't have to make you question right. yourself, but if it does, maybe you should explore that and maybe look so. at it. Yeah, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I got no problem. Listen, we all know that every male in the world would bone down with Hale Appleman. It's fine. Who? 
Sound magicians. Uh, yeah. We've, we've had this conversation many, many times. Yes. He's beautiful. He's beautiful. Someday, maybe I'll watch The Magician. Yeah, you should. He's, yeah. He's fucking beautiful. Yeah. And you know Elliot I, just makes it even better. You know what I did start watching this week? One Day at a Time, which is very good. Really? And fun and inclusive, yes. It looks... It, yeah. I am I am very interested. And I'm normally not into... It's like threatening to get canceled. So if you've been no. thinking about it, I recommend Wait, wait, wait. One about... Day at a Time, the old thing with Mackenzie Phillips and Valerie no. Burke. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that one. Exactly that one. It just threatened to be canceled. That one. This is... A Netflix original sitcom <laughs> about a uh, uh, are they Puerto Rican, Cuban, a, a Latino family? Yes. And it's a single mom and a feminist daughter and a very traditional mother played by uh, 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 Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. Oh. Thank you. That took me too long. Yeah. And by me, I mean it took me the time it took you to Google it and tell me. Yeah. Well, I wasn't letting that one go. Yeah. Because, damn it, she's great. She is fantastic. She's so funny. So funny on that show. Okay. Uh, and they give her every excuse to, like, dance through the room. Nice. Yeah, it's so good. Anyway, uh, anything else on Die? It's very good. Oh, the... Uh, what? Isabel. Her... Really her necessary whole, on a bicycle. Oh, yeah. Her whole thing is that she can summon gods to help her with stuff. Mm-hmm. Heal or... Or do whatever. The, the class is God Binder. God Binder. Right. Um, and for some reason, the gods are mad at her, which is probably because she promises them all these favors and then doesn't doesn't pay up. Or has trouble paying up sometimes or right. whatever. Right, yeah. So she needs She's a heal. She's behind in her payments. Yes. Yeah, she, <laughs> <laughs> she needs a heal. So she goes to the temple and, and you know, yeah. offers them a favor or whatever. And one of the gods is like, okay, you're going to have to do something for me right now. And has her go and read to the congregation. And their their holy books are her fucking diaries. From the first time from the first time she was in the world. Yeah. That's amazing. Jesus. I love that. Yeah. And she's like, I can't do that. Oh, you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. See your diary. Please. I can uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say this part of what I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Till we get to solicitations for specific reading. Okay. Oh, okay. Justice League number nineteen. Mitsit Spitlick. This starts a new arc. Mitsit Spitlick. <laughs> Are we all supposed to be saying Mitsit Spitlick? No, just Alex. Okay. Um, but, but have you considered Mitsit Spitlick? Yes. The reason is because... And they call him... And they call him... Mitsit Spitlick. The Mr. Mitsit Spitlick. <laughs> um, the reason is because... but So, the Legion of Doom has gained gained that doesn't sound right has uh in they've got four arcane energies and have imprisoned perpetual and as soon as they get the last two she comes back to life i I kept wanting to say have acquired perpetual but that doesn't sound right that's like the wrong phrasing oh they can now morph into her no oh (laughs) oh that's a different issue we'll talk about that later (laughs) (laughs) literally later today we're recording an episode of minds at york with ryan as a guest come (laughs) enjoy um but so in order to counter all of the power that Legion of Doom has gained, the Justice League comes up with the idea of summoning ahead of time, because he, by his own choice, which is what kills me more than anything else, Yeah, he, you know, Mr. Spitlick is always, if you send me back to my dimension, it, it, I always, it will always be 90 days He's before got 90 I 90-day terms. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, they a, trick him by setting the weather the right way and doing yeah, these. Putting they these find things a in day point. where the weather has the same forecast, right? 
And Martian Manhunter broadcasts out a psychic impulse across space-time to him. Mm. So he shows up early, and they have a cage set and ready, and they conjure him into a cage. And, minor spoilers here, Mm -hmm. broadcast, like, images of him beating them into his head. (laughs) And then after he's wiped them out, they're like, by the way... You're imagining all of this. And Martian Manhunter is broadcasting into your head your name backwards, and you are thinking it over and over. And if you push against that at all, you will say it. So do what we need. <laughs> so at least listen. They're like, how's it feel Actually, now, it, chump? Do you like that? It's more like, at least listen to us. Right? Yeah. No. Because they're, they're, re- yeah, they're really trying to convince him to help them in this. Right. Yeah, and, and then, and this is harder spoilers. Yeah. Then we get the reveal that he knows. He Mm. knows what they've done. It is destroying his world, which is based on imagination. And he knew this was coming, so he has been preparing Superman to be able to handle the... All all this time he's been pestering Superman, it's been to get him ready for this moment. I mean, I would say that too. Yeah, I mean, who knows whether we believe him (laughs) or not. But he's like, yeah, the two most powerful of us... Watch over you and Batman, referring to Batmite. Batmite. No! The two most powerful imps of the fifth dimension. Yeah. Yes. I was like, oh my God. That was, that was, by the way, that was the oh my God when we were yeah. playing D&D and we were taking a break and I was reading this. There's also... I was like, holy I think, shit, Alex, you must read this book. I think this was a second, a second one of those while we yeah. were waiting. Yeah. Um, there's this moment where he takes the Grant Morrison map and yes. blows it out into three dimensions so they can see... You know, in the same way that, like, he's fifth dimensional and we're fourth dimensional and perceive time. And, like, mm-hmm. poof, now he can we can see this map in the way that he sees it. Mm-hmm. And we can see the sixth dimension sitting on top oh, of it. No. Right. Yeah, like, Justice League, I think we've talked about on here, has been a little uneven for me. I love Scott Snyder, but there have been moments where I'm like, I need... I need just to know the rules. This is them setting out the rules before the next big crazy arc. Yeah, but it's Mr. Mitzitzpillik rules. Yeah. <laughs> but I... Okay. Which is fantastic. Okay. I'm pretty sure I said this in like literally the first episode yeah. of this podcast. Who is my favorite Superman villain? I know. I know it is. I love Mr. Mitzitzpillik. Yeah. I am so down with this. And this ticks every box for me and what I want to do. It is. It is truly, truly one. Like, I'm so happy. You know what? Like, it ticks every box, even the quote of the week box. <laughs> Brian's quote of the week. Quote so, <laughs> it, this starts out where the, the Justice League, before they summon instruments, it's built like, they're like, all right, Superman, it's time. C- come, you know, come join us. And he flies to this place and he shows up and there's like nobody there but like these firefighters. And he's like, where Where are you guys? And Wonder Woman like slams her bracelets together and they all show up. She's like, oh yeah, we didn't want to attract attention. So uh, Zatanna taught me this simple spell. Pretty effective, huh? <laughs> and Jon Stewart goes, I mean, we all could have just worn glasses, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a good fucking book. And I'm so excited for this arc. This is kind of the teaser for it, the the... The reveal at the end of this issue is kind of the teaser for the arc, but they meet, like, the Justice League of Tomorrow, their sort of older selves. This is also perfect time to introduce Jenna's Conspiracy Corner. Let's do it! So, gimme. is a page from this book. I'm handing Jenna a picture on my phone. Okay. Is this in the after? 
This is. This is as everything Mm -hmm. shrinks back down to a single point. Mm -hmm. This is a page from Avengers No Road Home this same week. Note the similar color palettes, layouts, and reduction of everything down to a single point in space. (laughs) Y'all. Y'all, hey. Hey, y'all. You know the page in No Road Home I'm talking Mm -hmm. about, Brian? I do. Did you catch that, too? I did not, but as soon as you said that it's this and started shrinking, I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. There are two almost identical layouts in Avengers and Justice League this week. How uh, how you doing over there, Jen? I'm telling you, my theory is now that the source wall is broken, mm-hmm. all of the Marvel universes existed outside the source wall. Yeah. That's why there was never... Yo! Mm-hmm. I need it! That, that the true multiverse, not the DC multiverse Grant Morrison map, but yeah. the larger everything that exists includes Marvel everything. image, like everything that everything. exists in comics. Yeah. Well, if you take the expanded three-dimensional sphere version mm-hmm. of the map and do the same for the Marvel Universe, the liminal well, space and the overlap of the Venn diagram okay. of the two would connect. You know, you know what, uh-huh. you know what makes it happen for me is Mitzit Spilik saying, okay, yeah, the third dimension, we know what that is, right? The fourth dimension is time. You guys have kind of figured that out. The fifth dimension is imagination. Imagination. Like, literally, doesn't everything in comics exist from imagination? I mean, it's not a question. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. so... Well, some that- Jonathan Hickman stuff exists in charts and graphs. <laughs> Oh, so he exists in the second dimension. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His has kind of a wider spread. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. True. It's, it's where the fifth dimension touches the second dimension. Yeah. Yes. In spreadsheet land, which I'm sure Shazam will eventually get to. <laughs> but, but spreadsheet I, land. I freaking the home love of this. I love yes. this. I that is where you that, originate from. That literally yeah. everything that has ever been written and invented in comics exists in this fifth dimension that is beyond what we can... Yeah, I'm a second dimensional imp. My secret is out. When Alex is forced back to the second dimension, all you have to do is hit recalculate on the spreadsheet and then you can come back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you just use a VLOOKUP to find me. That's right. <laughs> <sighs> I don't even know what this episode is anymore. <laughs> this is the most appropriate sa- Sasquatch, Sasquatch Sentinel. <laughs> uh, we've got so much more to go through, too. Oh, Not Jesus. that much more. Okay, Green Lantern yeah. number five, which oh is on this list to talk about specifically because they go to Vor World. Dear God. Somebody needs to show me like some panels from this. I will, It'll have to be I Brian, because yeah. I only have the floppy. Um... <laughs> And I've got to say, like, shout out to Steve Olaf, who is the colorist on this. Like, that's the... For big... making, like, really heavily inked pages. Yeah, just that looks like it would sing. follow you. This is the home of the Black Stars. Uh, so, if you haven't been reading this, Hal Jordan has been... Uh, we learn in this issue, it's a ruse. But has been drummed out of the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> and is turning traitor. And is seeking membership with the Black Stars. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. It well, hungers. You, know, you go to Four World, eventually you'll find a hungry tapeworm. Um, <laughs> although that's more of a... Sandworm. From yeah, I was going to say, that's not yeah. flat enough to be a tapeworm. Yeah. That's more of a nematode. Yeah. 
uh, someone called Doug Funny and his next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he is seeking membership among the Black Stars. So in order right. to earn his place there, he has to go through the trials here on Vor, <laughs> the <laughs> vampiric planet yes. that will eat you. They're going to eat you alive. It hungers. The planet hungers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is kind of like the first <laughs> issue that doesn't function just as a straight kind of one shot. This yeah. is kind of the first one that explicitly builds on the previous issue. Hmm. Um what I what I think I love most is that before the show, Alex and I were like, "Yeah, we have to talk about this because how literally goes to the planet Vor, which hundreds like I've got to catch up on this." <laughs> she was like, "Really? Are they even trying anymore?" And I was like, "No, remember it's Grant Morrison." She was like, "Oh, wait, never mind." <laughs> no, are they even trying to not be fucking out of right. it? Yes. Yeah. Grant. Oh, oh, oh right. it's right. Grant Morrison. I forgot never for mind. like eighteen seconds. Never I'm sorry. Mind. And like we learn in this that the books of Oa foretell a traitor, and they want Hal Jordan to pass as the traitor, and if he gets caught, they'll burn him. But also, we saw yeah, the, in the secretary first will issue, disavow any knowledge of your actions. We saw in the first issue an antimatter Hal Jordan being built. Mm-hmm. So, like, oh, it is snap. an antimatter Hal Jordan that is probably the traitor. Oh, well, snap. and I don't think it, I don't think it, the, so. You when you become a black star, you have to take a new name. Oh yeah, and gee, guess what name he takes? He's like, oh, this is easy. Jal Horton, Hal Rayner. Oh, Parallax. Hal Rayner. Hey, Chip. Yeah. Uh, this is kind of tipping the hand oh, to solicitations God. in a minute. But uh, did you ever respond to Tom Taylor on I, Twitter? I didn't. Oh, I should didn't. have. It's yeah, not you... too late. Never okay. too late. That's true. You know Tom Taylor asked who he should kill in Deceased. And Jen really, really oh, needs God. to respond. Please, please well, Yeah, please, because... Please you Please you know what you, like in, like my Please heart. You, know, you need yeah, to be like, hey, the other Tom didn't have the balls to actually stick to it. <laughs> from from my oh, I don't know if I can do that. Throw I'd the like, gauntlet down. I'd be like, please do not incur the wrath of the Toms. They're always being mistaken for each other. You need to throw <laughs> the gauntlet. Make your mark. Actually, kill Kyle. Don't kill Kenny. Kill Kyle. Kill Kyle. <laughs> nice. Make him stay dead for realsies. So like. It, you know who probably my favorite team is, just because of when I grew up and what the, like the Titans. Yeah, the, the Teen mm-hmm. Titans, right? Titan. which yeah. is now Titans, right? And in current, like most of those characters are in the book Titans. Yeah, you know who they introduced like th- two or three two months ago to that. Kyle. Yeah, Kyle is now. I literally dropped it. The I was like, before that. fuck that, <laughs> God. Like I have to keep this book because it's so much to me. But like, really, Kyle, and get him the fuck out. Please. It was getting a little dark again, so I tapped out. Then I <sighs> saw Kyle was dirty. I'm like, I'm okay with this decision. Oh, Damn it. Yep. So, um, yeah. But anyway, back to Vorworld. <laughs> Vorworld. Vorworld, yes. Not Warworld, which Not is what War I heard. World, but Vorworld. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is... This is good, good Grant Morrison writing Green Lantern. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. Like, it's got good setup for an overarching story, and this individual issue is good, and... Yeah, I love it so much. And, like, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, but this Green Lantern arc specifically is written as a 12-issue story. Yes, yeah. Uh, And I know that because I found that on the context that, like, Grant Morrison is working on a volume two, Mm -hmm. so it'll go past that. But, like, we are kind of in... 
In but, a miniseries. But this story that he's yeah. telling right now is 12 issues. Yes. Yeah. It, and it was designed as 12 issues. It was, yeah. yeah. Like, and I love the tightness that comes. I've talked about this before yeah. on the show. Like, I love the tightness that comes with planning a comic mm-hmm. run as a season. Even it, if you're running multiple seasons sequentially. The, there is a reason. And, and I, quite honestly, I, I would love to talk to some of the first people who wrote with DC, their maxi series yeah. back in the eighties, which is when this started. They maxi series. So many series for DC were either four or five issues yeah. and a maxi series was 12 issues. Yeah. Um, and I would love to talk to some of the people if it just was a happy coincidence. Cause I have a feeling it was built as 12 issues because that was one year. Well, then I think that's probably true. I think yeah. in this case, like it's going specifically for that structure. No, no, I agree with that. And next. I think in this case, it's built that way in part because of what what Grant Morrison's schedule is like, like realistically. Yeah. But I also think there's a value to that in I, writing a structure to what I know I can do in a clean. And that was kind of, that's kind of where I was going. Is now I think it's a completely different motivation. Yeah. But I'm wondering if originally it was just that. Oh well, that way we can do it in one year and da da da. But it turns out that it happy fortune happenstance that 12 issues is pretty much perfect mm-hmm. for telling that super tight story that yeah. yeah well i mean look at like prestige television mm-hmm. it's a similar sort of structure yeah. and the thing that was noticeable to me about this issue while i was reading it was and this is not like a knock against decompression and storytelling cuz i do enjoy that mm-hmm. but this this felt in an issue like what a lot of books would do in three. This was very dense in terms of... I mean, think structurally. Yeah. The way that the the head of the Black Stars sets up this challenge to Hal is in three parts. There are three legs to this mm-hmm. gauntlet. A lot of books would run an issue a leg, at least. I agree with that. The other thing, I think, is even outside of just the trials, mm-hmm. the other things that we find out yeah, um, all happen in this issue. I mean, but this... but yet they couldn't have happened without the setup that we got in the previous issues. And that's kind of yeah. what I'm saying is like yeah. there's something about the structure of this that at least up until this issue, each issue is a condensed contained unit. And other writers would write each issue, not to say one is right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. But other writers would write each issue as its own arc. But this feels so dense and so rich and you're able to build... Like this is issue number five, mm-hmm. and it feels like like what would be the end, like what would be a big like end of act yeah. in another book, not end of an arc, but end of an act in mm-hmm. like a two or three act story in a single issue because it contains such condensed storytelling. Yeah, I, I, the individual details of a fight like take a page usually, if that, sometimes a panel. Yeah. But it's such condensed storytelling that it communicates so much. I think that's going back to that structure. I I remember, I do, I remember specifically while I was reading this issue, I was like, wow, that, like, there's only two pages and then this this piece of the trial is over? Like, it felt, I don't want to say it felt too quick, but it surprised me, I think, that it wasn't stretched out like most, yeah. like a lot of writers would do. It feels yeah. quick, but it doesn't yeah. feel too quick because no, this, no, no. this issue is about him joining. Mm-hmm. This issue is about him proving himself. And we, I think you can come into this run of the series without needing a lot of history of Green Lanterns. 
And I think the first four issues communicate well enough the idea that this is so much, this is you included, this is so much who Hal is, that you don't need to see him prove himself the nope. same way that the head of the Black Stars needs to see him yeah. prove himself. We as the reader understand that. Well, and I'll so, be honest, I am really, really, one of the things I'm enjoying the most about this is that it's Hal Jordan and he's removed from all of the Green Lantern core yeah. in this. Well, yeah. it's like the Guardian says to him, yeah. we need you to pretend to, be, pretend to be dissatisfied. That shouldn't be hard for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, I love who shows up at the end. Yeah. yeah. Which we won't spoil here. Yeah. Mm. Tell me about Green Arrow number 50, which is the end of this this, this is, run of this series, This is right? the end of this run, yeah. We already know DC has plans for more Green Arrow, but this is the end of this run. So, after No Justice, specifically when the Justice League all ran off to the worlds of Kalu and all that, like the whole No Justice stuff. Yeah. Um literally green arrow was left kind of by himself to protect the earth from all this other shit that was going on there. When we saw that scene with Waller. Yeah. In no justice. Right. That, that gets into that. Um, and like when they get back, he fucking lays into them. Like he unloads on them and says, what the fuck? How could you all leave? And like, you leave me a guy with bow and arrows to try and hold all of this <laughs> shit down. But it was like him and Batgirl, wasn't it? Yeah. Yes. And so, um, John comes to him as the chairman of the justice league and says, you know what? You weren't wrong. Um, and because you are kind of our conscience, right. I'm trusting you with this. And he gives him a box and he's like, what's "What's in this box? What's in the box? Is it the internet? Does the Lords of the Internet the Lords know his of name? The Internet know his name, yes. Um, he's like, what's in this box could destroy the Justice League? And we're giving it to you. So it is the Internet, okay. We ever, right, yes, <laughs> right. In case we ever go too far or step out of line or whatever, oh, right? Um, and he, I'd be like, I don't fucking want that juju it. on me. Well, and he, he makes the choice to not tell uh, um, Roy about it. Mm. And he makes the choice to not tell Dinah about it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, so Dinah's spy history comes back. And this was New 52 stuff, wasn't it? Her as a spy? Uh, There was some, like, the Secret 7 stuff. Yeah. That was a New 52 thing. I'll be honest, I read, like, the first issue of that and kind of pieced on yeah, it. Yeah, like, I read I, way more of her as Rockstar. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know much about it, but I'm pretty sure that was the time. But this yeah. talks about, because her spy pass comes back yeah. to her. Mm-hmm. So, and they're like, real quick, yeah. early in New 52, there were a number of series that tried to bring in some Wildstorm elements and kind of right. blend DC history and Wildstorm history and Secret Seven. Secret Seven? Team Seven. Team Seven was one of those books. Okay. Um, Like Team Seven classic is like where Grifter comes from Mm -hmm. and all of that. And there was a lot of stuff with like Dinah had been married and had a husband who died in the past. It was one of the only books set in like that five year shadow Mm -hmm. between Justice League number one and everything else number one Mm -hmm. in the New 52. So it was this sort of like secret history book that just didn't stick around very long. Regardless, her spy pass comes back to her. And they're like, we need you to bring him in. He And it's because of everything that's kind of been building in this series. They? Who is they? Uh, the government. Okay. Yes. 
Um, and she's like, let me try to talk to him and see if I can convince him to give himself up, right? Rather than fight you and potentially get hurt and all this. So she does, and it builds to this whole issue, and it talks. there's a lot of talk about the trust between the two of them mm-hmm. and how she feels betrayed that he didn't tell her about this box. And he's like, he feels betrayed because now she's coming to him saying, can you turn yourself in and give the government the box and... Fuck no. Right? This whole thing. Why would that even be? Like, I would be so pissed at her for even suggesting that. Mm -hmm. Well, so at the end, she ends up calling someone else who has been a character that has popped up increasingly towards the end of this Mm -hmm. book um, to literally come grab Ollie and snag him and throw him on the back of a motorcycle and get him out of there, right? Uh, and she stays behind to take the heat because she turns against the the agents that are coming after him now um, because Good. he wouldn't come in. Um, and we see Ollie with the box, and he has it. And, of course, you know, after all of this, he's like, okay, I got to... He opens it, and it's empty. There's nothing in the box. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, so, no. <clears throat> oh, John, what have you done? So then he, he like literally, there's a whole page of him just looking and like, I knew it. And then at the end, he's like, John, he's just talking to the air. He's like, John, I know you can hear me. And he like kind of goes on and goes into this whole thing and takes his green arrow outfit off and packs it up and puts it away. And he's like, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, do, 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 do. He's like, I, I, I'm. You guys all see me as the liberal voice of you know change or whatever. This the super liberal voice that has to keep everybody in check and you know talk about this and all the. And he's like, but that's not who I am. What I really am more than anything else, and I prove that on the island is I'm a survivor, and mm-hmm. I will, and I'll see you soon. And he walks off and leaves the box. And then the box starts glowing. Oh, oh, oh. So there's definitely more to this, <laughs> okay. right? But that literally is how this ends. That's how this whole run ends. And it's like, damn. So there is something much bigger coming for him, but it is going to be a very big change for him, I get the feeling. Yep. And he and Black Canary end on good terms in that, yeah, they acknowledge they love each other, but maybe they can't be together right now just because of circumstances. It's like, damn, that, that fucking hurts. And it's that song, What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Plays <laughs> gently in the background. It, it did not. And Chris Kattan is just sitting there, <laughs> nodding. Er- yes. Yeah. Because she shouldn't settle. Uh, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was okay with how they chose to end this. Cool. Yeah. And I'm excited about what comes next for him. Batman number 66 comes next for us. A. <sighs> I meant what? It's got two of my favorite favorite people in it. And who are they? Uh, it's got that, two people in it. That that is the question, Alex. Who are they? Oh, and I'm sorry. The question. One of them is the question. Yes, the other is Selena Kyle. But who? <laughs> no, he's not the question. He's he's not. The no, answer. that is he's, the question. Who? Right. <laughs> On first? I don't know. Third base. <laughs> exactly. My God. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't um, it doesn't get as who's on thirsty as that. No, thank no, goodness, not. it does not. <laughs> We've talked about thirsty characters. Now we'll talk about who's on thirsty characters. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, no, this is very much an analysis, and you got to remember we are still we're back into after the we're back into nightmares. 
We're back into nightmares after yes. the price crossover with Flash. So this is all happening in Bruce's head. Mm-hmm. And it is the question interrogating Selena. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing to me that's interesting. Mm-hmm. We saw, this is 66. We saw back in 63, which was the last nightmares mm-hmm. issue. Bruce using John Constantine basically as a cipher for questioning what's going on. Here he's using the question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that we've picked basically two kind of semi-occult characters. I know the question traditionally is not, but in the last seven years or so history, like, is. Mm -hmm. He's closer to the occulty type stuff than some of the other DC characters. There's like a nihilism behind this. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Definitely. That is uncharacteristic, and I think interesting. Well, and essentially what is happening is, the imagine that, that's probably why he manifested him. The question is asking Selena a question, which is why. Mm-hmm. Why did you not follow through on the wedding? Yeah. Um, and she goes through, She's uh, she well, she keeps repeating, did you read the note? I love the note. Did you read the note? Read He's the note. He's like, yeah, I read the note. But why? And she's yeah, like, that's she's, not the reason. Yeah. And that was just it, right? The reason she gave is the Batman can't be happy and still be the Batman. Well, and then she gets, the Batman can't be anything else and, right. be, and still be Batman, right? Right. Yeah. And so it, we finally get to the end, and and he's like, "Yeah, but why?" And she's like, "The last thing is, yeah, I lied." And here's there's the something thing. else, yeah. and well, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I don't know if I like that beat. Well, re- I didn't until I remembered this whole thing is is not that's not Selena saying right. That. Yeah, it's Bruce having Selena say. That's and why I don't think I like it. Bruce is the greatest detective. Well, that I mean, but is Bruce is the greatest detective, yeah. and that is the currency on what, what the, on what this issue trades. But that's why I don't think I like it because I don't think that's true. I don't either. Mm-mm. I think that is what Bruce now thinks is true. I think he's making a mistake. I think mm-hmm. he's making a mistake, but I think it's kind of a gross mistake. And it I is don't kind of like gross, it. but I don't know that I don't like, like I don't, it. I don't know that I don't like the book. I don't like Bruce I mean, for coming to that. But, but he's having all this other myself. stuff go but, on. He's having he's having a mental break. Yeah, but I don't know. I. I want Batman to be better than I'm going to blame my former partner for my problems. No, 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 no. I don't think that's it. Think about, like I said, this is all in his own head, right? I think it is himself refusing to accept. I don't, I don't, know, I don't okay. know if that's the right word. His refusal to accept, he can't be Batman and be happy. I get that distinction. And what I'm saying is not, I think this issue is bad. What right. I'm saying is, I think Bruce is bad for this. And I think that's the point. Do you think he's bad for not being able to accept that he can't be Batman and be happy? I mean, I'm disappointed in him for wanting to put the blame on his former partner. That he he chose Selena as the... Okay, I I Regardless of not being able to accept the reality. I got you. I got you. I see what you're saying. I I dislike that he is putting that off on... Like, I am disappointed in him for putting that off on her. Yeah. For making that her problem and her failure... Rather than his own. I think given what happened that she, you know, that she said no and walked away or whatever. I think it's very natural for him to start at that location. I'm hoping he doesn't stay there. Okay, I think but it's, it's a very natural. issues. This isn't a start. 
okay for him. It's the it first kind time of, he's had an opportunity to really for deal him. With it it. Kind, for for him, it kind of is. Yeah. yeah, I think this is what I'm saying though. Like, like when he first comes to that conclusion, it's very natural that it's her that is the focus of that. Whether that continues to be the case, I don't know. Here's the thing: like at the end of for for me, here's yeah. the thing for me. At the end of the first arc, we see like this is the death of Batman. Mm-hmm. And you know what, bro? If this is going to be your attitude, maybe you don't need to be that guy who everyone looks to. Maybe it's I for agree. the best that yeah. you stop fucking being a hero. Yeah. Yeah. So, And maybe that's the conclusion that he's coming yeah. to, but that has to come in steps, right. is my point. I can, I, yeah. I can't stress this. I don't think it's a bad yeah. issue for this. I will give, I'm pissed off with Bruce. Yes. I will give, I'll give you a perfect <laughs> example job. of this, though. I'll give you a perfect example of this. If you get two people who end up in a place where they end up divorced, it's very, very natural to blame the other person. Yes. Even though six months down the road, you come to the conclusion, yeah, oh, no, we, we it both was really it all of us. Right. You know, It was really yeah. everything about that that didn't work. Right. But it's very natural to start with being angry and blaming the other person. Yeah, right. and that's that's where I'm going. No, I get that, and again, I don't think we're saying necessarily opposite things. Yeah. I think we're coming from different angles. Yeah, you're, you're hoping that it develops into more, and I'm saying I'm saying I, I expected yeah. better of you, Bruce. I am disa- <laughs> I am your disappointed alternate universe father who's going to destroy you for this. Okay, so look, he's <laughs> he's like a really reason. bad dad, and you expected more from him. Yeah. is all yeah. I'm saying. Come okay. on, I'm like um, I know Bruce is his biological father, but I think. Selena should get custody of Damon. Yeah, for real. Not to mention they have such a great relationship. They have such a great relationship. I was really distracted throughout this entire thing though because I'm 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 almost positive that it was just a style choice. It was that noir feel. Selena is smoking throughout all of the Yeah. That was weird to me. It grossed me out. Yes. Why would he be thinking of her smoking? Yeah. And that almost made me think that like somebody is controlling his image of her. I mean, I think that's got to be the case. Yeah. So that's that that's was my whole I lied. Too. That's why I didn't have a problem with the whole I lied Maybe thing. Maybe so. Maybe so. But I still I did not like I I agree with like obviously I agree with the thing I said because I'm the one who said it. But I agree with that. Too. <laughs> I think it's like yes, someone's controlling that, but also like they wouldn't be able to take this hold if Bruce didn't give them a foothold in it. Yeah. Well, he has so many doubts right now. Yeah. So yeah, the foothold is there. Period. Yeah. Well, I thought it was really uh, one of the things I thought, and I, I definitely think that choice, by the way, was very much an image choice Ugh. because, well, the reason is because, one, it is the Nora thing, yeah. but two, the question, whenever he activates his face and all that, mm-hmm. right, and changes his clothes colors, right, mm-hmm. it's a gas that does it, and there's always this smoke that surrounds him when he yeah. does it, okay. and in this case, it's Selena that has that. Now, here's the thing that I didn't think about but, until this moment, though. Mm-hmm. Going back to issue 63, mm-hmm. we also had a pretty, like, specifically highlighted smoking moment in it, too. In I, which Constantine goes in the elevator and he lights yeah. up and he's like, That's no, true. this is real, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's true. And, by the way, Tom King, and I can't, I don't know what sequence he was referring to, but he very specifically said the end of one sequence in this has a big clue as to what's coming. Hmm. I didn't see that. It's like, oh, damn. Damn yeah. it. But this is the second issue of this arc in a row that's featured, like, smoking in an yeah. inopportune way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Imagination. All right. Is it still good? Mm. Blossom, 666 oh, number two, Jen. Uh, Dilton Doily gets sick in class. Oh, no. What has he done? Black Hammer, 45 number one, Brian. 
Um, two old war veterans remember how things went wrong. Deathstroke, number 41, Brian. Um, we get the setup for the crossover with the Teen Titans. Female Furies, number two, me. Uh, look, if you guys thought that Arlie had it bad in issue number one, literally everyone is trying to make her just shut up, and that's not cool. It is Mm. the worst from all sides. Especially Granny. Granny's been through it. Granny should know better. Granny's internalized it. Young Justice number three, Brian. Um, Impulse doesn't understand the choices that Connor makes, and we find out a lot about what's happened to him. Yeah. Uh, Red Sonia, number two, Brian. (laughs) Uh, Red Sonia has a trick up her sleeve in the form of her brother. (laughs) Unnatural, number eight. As we come to the end of this arc and everyone makes it to uh, the place they're going turned amusement park, Leslie decides maybe it's time to give in to, let's just call it entropy. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man, number 16 point, huh? (laughs) Brian. Um, this is the setup issue for Hunted, and we get a good, good Black Cat issue. Avengers number 16, Brian. Um, hmm. The Avengers fight the, the, God, I can't remember their name, but the new vampire hunting team and robbie in his own hell runs into an old someone that is familiar to us did you notice on the reveal the little halo built in i thought that was a nice touch yeah avengers no road home number four we learn the history of nicks champions number three brian um kamala finds out what might be going on with miles and confronts him about it at the end, so we don't know how that confrontation is going to come out. Deadpool number 10, Brian. <laughs> Deadpool gets fucked up. Good night. Good night, Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, forgot to double back to Morning in America, but I'm the only one who read it, so I'll keep it okay. quick. This is Magdalene Visaggio and Claudia Aguirre and company who do good, good books together. This is about a group of queer women who are dealing with maybe alien invasions abducting classmates and it's super cool and a lot of fun and i dig it and you should read it yep. the end may 2019 solicitations this oh, is going to be hey. an oversized episode for our 150th episode congratulations everybody wow, okay <laughs> here we go you're worth it batman last night on earth number one which at least a couple of us put on our lists. This is the capstone to mm-hmm. Snyder and Capullo's Batman run. The Joker is dead, and the cover art for this is like Batman carrying his head on like a lantern cage kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it looks super cool. Like, I am excited for this. I very much get this as, uh, the, you remember the last days of, or the last story of Superman? Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman? Uh, yeah, but I think it was... I think there was a specific issue, maybe, that was titled. Like, The Last Story of Superman or something like that. Or maybe it was, like, the subtitle of the okay, like, tagline of it. Maybe we're thinking of maybe so. things. This is kind of like... Almost like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like, this is this is what would be the last Batman story. Yeah. Yeah. 
DC's Year of the Villain number one, which we kind of alluded to last week. This is a one-shot sort of setting up some things that are coming up mm-hmm. in DC over the next year, ostensibly. Um, it was kind of directly referenced at the end of The Price yep. in the sort of epilogue tease there. Um, it's kind of a big deal in terms of what's going on DC. Yeah. And should yeah. be cool. I, I agree. It's gonna it's gonna influence everything that happens over the next period of time. For yes, DC, yeah. All and right. I, I will be buying that variant cover. By the way, Jen, mm-hmm. we we mentioned deceased earlier. What is deceased? Uh, it's written by Tom Taylor, and people are gonna die. There are zombies. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be fun. Yep. I'm excited. And, and who do they need to kill, Jen? Kill Kyle Rayner. Don't bring him back as a zombie. Kill him dead. Let the zombies eat all of his flesh and he's gone. This also features Jen's favorite variant of all time. No, no, it's literally not. It's literally not. It's literally the one that's going to make me not sleep for about three weeks, probably. Until the next one comes out. The Joker handing Robin a red balloon, a la Pennywise. Fuck that noise. Batman and the Outsiders, number one, a book we have definitely talked about before, mm-hmm. but that got delayed and resolicited and is mentioned now for May. Yes. This is Brian Hill picking up from his Detective Comics run, writing Batman and the Outsiders. Yep. Black Lightning and Katana and Signal and, yeah. Signal and I think Batgirl will be a part of it. We actually had them teased in Doomsday Clock recently. Yeah. As one of the teams. Oh, Orphan's going to be in it. I think. Yeah. 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 Hey, Jen. Yes. What am dog days of summer? What am it, it am good, good pets. It am good, good pets. This is one of those seasonal... Did you just say dark days of summer? Dog. Dog, oh, dog okay. days. Okay. Yep. As in wolf, wolf. It's yeah, got, no, I, I, not as I know an what anti-life was. equation. I just thought I heard dark days of summer. And no. I'm like... Mm. Yeah. Dog days. Yeah. It's going to be crypto and bat cow. And I'm very excited about that. And probably more. I can't wait. Yep. Superman Leviathan Rising special number one, which sort of shifts gears from Bendis doing his Leviathan Rising stuff in Superman and action mm-hmm. toward it being big summer event territory. Yeah. But more importantly, it proves me right about something. And what's that? I had said many, many moons ago when Bendis went over to DC that oh, I figured right. eventually this would yes. lead to Kelly Sue DeConnick, who's writing Aquaman, and Matt Fraction coming over to DC because they're they're friends, they're mm-hmm. close friends. This introduces Matt Fraction writing Jimmy Olsen. Hey, yeah. And if there's anything I like better than good comics, it's being right about good <laughs> comics. <laughs> I love that you like that better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's, it's true. Yeah. Let's it's be good real. comics and self satisfaction. <laughs> And some days that's the only satisfaction I get. I love that we went to the same thing. Most days. <laughs> Just about every day. Oh, <laughs> Oops, I made it sad. <laughs> Red Sonia and Vampirella meet Betty and Veronica. Number one, Jen. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Do we need to know anything more than the title about this? I mean, I don't think so. They're did, investigating weird murders. I was about to ask if uh, any of us read past the title, but clearly did. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Don't underestimate hmm. me. Never. Or any of these women. Never. One of I them has never. a sword, so don't underestimate her at all. Yeah, the um, other one's a fucking vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and the other two are Vampirella and Red Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. 
thought it worked so well. <laughs> if you're not reading Jughead the Hunter and Vampironica. Which, by the way, is also that. a crossover that is like issue two of that month. Yeah. <laughs> oh, waka Waka, so Savage good. Avengers number one bride. <laughs> Mike Deodato gets a parting gift from Marvel. Uh, Jerry Duggan's writing this. And there's two reasons why I will be picking this book up. Jerry Duggan. Uh, okay, three reasons why I'll be picking <laughs> this book up. One, Jerry Duggan. Two, um, it's a, it's called Dark. It's Savage Avengers, and it is the team is con, contains Elektra mm-hmm. and Conan. Mm-hmm. O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Conan O'Brien. Conan yes. O'Brien. <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also in this in this team are like Wolverine and Venom. Uh, and Punisher. So, so, like, it is, like, the most extreme you can get. Conan O'Brien would just be Seamus from WWE. <laughs> Period. Okay, keep going. This is also Mike Diodato's last book at Marvel after 20 years. Yeah. Apparently this roster is, like, his favorite people. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. It's, like, their parting gift to him. Yeah. Like, is Seamus still WWE? How savage can you get? Let's, let's, I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. X Men Grand Design Extinction Number One, the last, the first of the last two issues of this ultimately six issue retelling of the first three hundred issues of X Men across two hundred pages. Yep, so good. Someone out there who is an algebra nerd is calculating how many issues per page that is. (laughs) Spoiler: it's it's set up to be like one. Um, she said destroy, number one, Brian. Vault Comics. Vault Comics. Probably probably our new favorite. Yeah, I mean, they are like batting a thousand. They're doing so well. Um, this is Joe Corallo and, uh, Liana Kangas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is a, a story that starts where a goddess of the sun called Bridget has basically consolidated all of the solar system into uh, a belief that she is the the true god, the only god, et cetera, et cetera, except for one small space colony mm-hmm. who still worships um, Morrigan, the goddess of death. Well, that's not going to end well for them. Yeah, so, and it is this colony and Morrigan and her followers about to... Uh, start this rebellion against Bridget and that sounds kind of cool it's like mythology and space at the and science fiction yeah. at the same time this is going to be very good yeah I can't wait uh, there's a variant for this that's based on a saga cover too in case that is your jam Yes. We also have a handful of trades, which we're just going to burn through very quickly. Die, volume one, number one. Brian, mm-hmm. you wanted to come back to something about Die later. I assume later is now. It, it, it is now. So in addition to collecting issues one to five, which is awesome in and of itself, at the same time, I don't know if it's actually going to be in this trade, but I know at the same time online, when the, she said that when this trade comes out, Kieran Gillen is going to release the beta rules for the RPG that goes along with this uh, yeah. uh, title and God knows I cannot wait for that to come out. Cause I've already talked to our GM and, and said that you will run this game for us. <laughs> Time to sign up for Kieran Gillen's email newsletter. If you haven't already. Yes, indeed. Next up wrong earth volume one, which I forget. Are you up to date on mm. this one? I haven't read any of it. Oh, 
let me tell you, Brian, you're going to want to grab this. This is going to be very up your alley. Um, I've been reading this issue to issue. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. The last issue of this first arc sets up a new direction that's going to be very cool. But this is that sort of like, if Adam West Batman and Frank Miller Batman swapped Earths, what would happen book? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so much fun. It's a cool book. Uh, Buffy the it's Vampire like, it's Slayer. It's like the worst Freaky Friday. No. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Volume 1. Hell yeah. Uh, we have talked about it. We'll talk about it again next week and number three comes out. We love this book. Mm-hmm. Whether you've read it or not, this, or whether you've watched the show or not, this is a good book and worth reading. Agree. Umbrella Academy, Volume 3, Hotel Oblivion. Hey, look, if you're not watching Umbrella Academy, you What's... should do that. Yeah. Watch it. Watch the I've show. I've got two episodes left. Oh, It's very good. Get it's, there. It's like... It is true enough to the comic that yeah. that you will love it if you love the comic. Right. It is both recognizably yeah. the same and stylistically very different yeah. in a way that is like a Th- solid that's adaptation. okay, though. And yeah. it's, it's kind of a blend, though, isn't it, of, of Apocalypse Suite and Dallas? Uh, a little bit. It's there's been a, a minute a since th- I've read the comic. There's a yeah. few yeah. elements, I think. It's mostly Apocalypse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I... I I'm the one who's read all of it, of Brian and me. Yeah. yeah. And I still could not tell you because it's been a minute. And frankly, I read Apocalypse Suite a long time before I read Hotel Dallas. Or Dallas. Dallas, Dallas. Hotel Oblivion is this one. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. the current one. Long before I read Dallas. And I should have reread Apocalypse Suite before I read Ye- Dallas. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Once I finish yeah. this this season, my plan is to go back and reread both of those arcs. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I it's a good idea. Well. Yeah. And finally, Bitterroot Volume 1, which I'm going to force down everyone's throats if you haven't (laughs) read it already, and neither of you has. It's so fucking good. It's fun and it's stylish. I think our next live show, Alex, is going to tell us we have to read this. Well, no, the next live show I've already said is going to be Deep Roots, but the the one after that is going to (laughs) be... Is going to be Bitterroot. So Alex is on a root. So we're we're not letting other people pick our books. Not for the next two shows. Maybe if we get get all three we currently have applications out to, maybe for the third one. Cool. Cool, cool. Or we can mix and match. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But at some point, you're both reading this. God damn it. (laughs) I've heard that. Well, never mind. We'll talk about that after. It's too much fun. And it's like its own completely different thing. There's nothing else like this. Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Hooray. Next week. All right, Brian, you already yeah. mentioned that you were going to be talking about Age of X-Men, Apocalypse, and the Extracts, number one. Like, this is the one with the... the this is the this is Apocalypse as a hippie, is what this is. What if Apocalypse were Jack Trick, Jack <laughs> Chick, but also horny? <laughs> what, if, what if Apocalypse was the Submariner from... <laughs> from <laughs> Alex just, like, dropped his head, yes. The, the hippie submariner from uh, God. What was that? That was uh, that was Exiles. Yeah. Exiles. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes. I was like, Number damn it, blink. Four. I think. I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yeah, this is the the peaceful revolution against the establishment. The peaceful horny revolution <laughs> yes. against the establishment. Yes. <laughs> because if you're not writing the bait series, you're writing about people boning. <laughs> Uh, Jen, mm-hmm. what am Assassination? It's Kyle Starks and Erica Henderson, and that's all I need to know. But if you need to know more, it's uh, Hitman hires the like top 20 
hitman oh, right. to yeah. be his bodyguard. I don't remember what happened. What else? But it's Kyle Starks. Come on. I, 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 I heard about this before. Did this just we talked about we talked about this on solicitations. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So you you heard that here, Brian? I, I, I figured that was the case, <laughs> but. I didn't specifically remember. So. Sometimes Brian listens, and sometimes Brian pays attention, and sometimes he doesn't. Well, and sometimes it's been like, you know... <laughs> two whole months? Yeah, two whole months, <laughs> and like there's been, you know, eight episodes between then and now, and I don't remember it all. Oh, uh, well. Or, you know. or I'm just getting old and forgetting stuff. It could be that, too. I don't know. And we wonder why you identify with die. Anyway... <laughs> Little Bird number one. There's Ian Bertram art. That's really kind of all I needed to know, mm-hmm. honestly. Look, I'm in this habit of if it's a creator I know I like, I'm not going to even read the solicitation. I'm sure it's that same part of me that doesn't watch trailers for movies I know I'm going to see. I'm going to read this. It's a five-issue miniseries. It's image. It's pretty as fuck. Well, and it says, like, with the same limitless scope as a new East of Western saga and the drama and surrealism of Akira. Man, you chomping all those flavors? Okay, fine. But, like, Solicitation yeah. Copy loves to reference things. It does. But, it's a but, thing that happens. Yeah, I, but I like that because it helps me know, okay, I'm into all of these things. Yes, I'll try that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it can be a good identifier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, you got your Akira in my East of West. You got your East of West in my Akira. <laughs> Two great tastes that taste great together. <laughs> uh, Brian, yes. what am Buffy the Vampire Slayer? A book we haven't already what mentioned am? six times on this episode. Um, it's a book we've mentioned six times on this episode. So, yeah. And there's another issue coming out next week. <laughs> there's a, yeah, there's a new issue coming out next week. Basically, get We'll on talk this about book. it next yeah. week. <laughs> yeah. Nothing brings me more joy than giving Brian shit about picking things that aren't number ones to talk about. Well, okay. There weren't a lot. Yeah, we talked about this. There weren't a lot of them. There's a lot more that's going to be good that's coming out that month. We're hitting that weird part of a marketing cycle where there aren't new things much happening. Yeah, like there's there's some conclusion stuff that's coming out. But never mind that Jins and my lists are all number ones. But I know I get you. Hey, we can't make it through 150th episode without pulling you a little. We have to bully you a little. But no! We're at the wrong table for We're at the table. We're supposed to be bullying you. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Jen, did you want to say anything else about Little Bird? You had that on your list, too, and I forgot I did. Uh, No. I mean, it's about a resistance fighter in America. Jen actually reads... Fighting (laughs) fighting to have her own identity. You know, it's it's cool. It sounds really good. Yeah. (laughs) And also pretty. Pretty as fuck. (laughs) And also pretty. He's so pretty. <laughs> the magnificent Miss Marvel number one, Saladin Ahmed, writing Miss Marvel ongoing. He wrote a little Miss Marvel in her 50th total issue, and it was good. And while I love the G. Willow Wilson stuff, and you ha- if you have not read it, you absolutely should. I'm excited for him writing it, because he writes kids really, really well, because he yes. has a couple. <laughs> All right. See also Miles Morales. Brian. Mm-hmm. Animosity number 19. Um, so I specifically mentioned this because this justify is, yourself. This is kind of after a the conclusion of a big piece of the story. Yeah. And like even in this like normally they don't do this. Even in the solicitation they tell you this is a good jumping on point. Yeah. There's going to be it's a, it's going to be a bit of a recollection issue. So it will catch you up getting ready to start the next arc. Cool. So this is a great place to jump in. Yeah, animosity is good. If yeah. you haven't checked mm-hmm. it out, you should. Good, good doggos. Hey, Jen. Yes. 
Despite my nearly flawless track record of always catching and mentioning every mm. Magdalene Visaggio oh. book, mm. I did miss one you. this week who, while I was... Who caught it this time? You did. <laughs> I meant... Which, if there is one that is definitely your style, yeah. it is yeah. Calamity Cake. Yeah. So tell me about that. Yeah, this is about a, a person in a world of monsters. She's a monster hunter. And in she's a world. In a world where monsters rule the world. world. <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm tired. Um, in a place. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's killing monsters. She's, she's killing monsters. I'm, I'm about this. It's that good, good gun-toting monster killer. That's right. Yeah. And it looks like she wears a lot of leather, so I'm also into that. Oh, yeah, you are. Scale of 1 to 10, <laughs> likelihood of you cosplaying this character at some point. Oh, wow, that's a hard 10. It's a hard 10. <laughs> that's what he said. That's what I said. <laughs> that's, that's what I said, too. Hey. Hey, you. Also, those are some fucking nice boots on this cover. Anyway. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> okay, so Brian's into feet stuff. That's... Those are nice boots. And finally. Also, I think I have these leggings already. Probably. So it's really just a jacket from there. Uncanny X-Men Winter's End number one, which is the capstone to Cena Grace's... <laughs> Iceman run. Uh, at the end of the the last Iceman miniseries, there was kind of a tease that there'd be one more chapter, and this is it. <laughs> I broke Jim. Okay. okay. And that's it. We've done this 150 times now. <laughs> so everyone say with me, in unison... We'd like to thank Chase Parker oh, no. for our intro <laughs> That's voiceover. Never going to happen. We are available on your podcatching platform of choice, or you can visit us at panelologypodcast.com to listen. And hey, guess what I noticed this week? So you know how I've been saying that only 100 episodes are on iTunes at yes. any given time? Yeah. Squarespace has started pushing the whole back catalog to iTunes. Ooh. So you can still go nice. to Panelology Podcast to listen, but you don't have to for older episodes. You can nice. get everything. Nice. Yeah, it's all hey. on iTunes now. Yeah. Nice. Hey, guys. Um, time to catch up. But you know what you can do there? You can listen to us in trade. <laughs> you can send us <laughs> you questions. Can. Ooh, that doesn't seem like it works well in trade at all. You can look up how to follow us on, on the social media. Hashtag hard for Panelology. <laughs> Oh, speaking of hashtag hard for whatever, if you are hashtag hard for Mr. Miracle, hashtag hard for Miracle, go yeah. to your comic shop. It has to be a comic shop. It can't be a regular bookstore. Go to your comic shop and tell them that in May you want the hardcover that is exclusive to previews, and you can get yourself a Mr. Miracle hardcover. Yeah. But let them know you want it so they know to order you when it comes out on May 15th. Need there it. is also, in the same kind of way, an exclusive Batman White Knight. Oh. Yeah. Hardcover. Very cool. Those, but, oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Um, that's a PSA. If you want to support us, you can do so by sharing us with other people. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Or if you feel financially gener generous, you can go to patreon.com slash panelology and donate there to our... Improve hardware fund. Yes, please. Jen is having to give just the uh, most loving treatment to the laptop that she uses to record things. Yeah. 
And even that will only last so long. <laughs> because time marches on toward oblivion. That's right. Indeed. And the only force that actually matters in all of reality is entropy. It's true. I am Jonathan Hickman, and I approve this message. Uh, <laughs> Our lawyers say you can't do that. Oh, okay. I'm not Jonathan Hickman, but I approve this message there despite you go. that. He was right. Everything dies. <laughs> Just imagine me as Quentin Quire, but I'm wearing a Jonathan Hickman was right shirt. <laughs> or, or go read the Fantastic Four from, what, three issues ago or whatever it was? <laughs> Two issues ago? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you would like more of Jen and me, and coming soon, just mm. once, just one time, <laughs> everybody thing. gets you one. You poor thing. Brian, as part of a cross-severing, fuck it, celebrating 150 episodes of Phantom <laughs> There we go. There we go, that's it. <laughs> we'll retcon that reason in. We'll be appearing on <laughs> book 17 of the book 17 episode of Minds at Yerk. Have you read that yet, Brian? I have. It is. It's complete. Are you excited for recording that? Tonight? You know what? It's fine. It's going to be good. It's I, fine. It's, not, it's fine. The truest this is fine. Part, <laughs> it's fine. You did this to me, and you know what? I probably deserve it. It's fine. The theme of our episode today. This is fine. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I can't. I actually am a little bit excited. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, regularly on that podcast, our occasional guest hosts here, Meg and Tim. Yeah. Indeed. Or in Tim's case, guest ghost. Mm-hmm. I'm Alex, and this was a very long episode. I'm Jenna. Holy shit, 150. And I'm Brian, and yeah, wow. All right, here's to 150 more. Thanks thanks for listening, guys. By the way, I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it. Yeah. I'm calling it in Batman. It's Phantasm. Calling it. All right. Episode 150! That's the joke. Woo!